Hi, friends. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Hello, and welcome to your sacred space for our today's conscious chat. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about communication. Yes, it is so important to communicate properly with our kids or our partner or our friends or family, anyone, because we are 100% responsible for our communication. So if we're not communicating our needs and thinking the other person can read our mind, then sorry, friends, to break the myth that they can't read your mind. We have to be effective in our communication. So I learned five C's of effective communication from my coach for a better relationship with my, you know, with my partner, my friends, family, my, and most importantly, my kids. So today we're going to talk about those five C's. So we're not going to take too much time. We're not going to add fluffs here and there. We're just going to straight dive in. So five C's of effective communication. What are they? First of all, it's clear. Second, it's concise. Third, it's compelling request. Fourth is being curious. And fifth is being compassionate. Yes, so they're clear, concise, compelling request, curious, and compassionate. So we're going to dive deep in and I'm going to explain each of those C's in little details so that you guys know what I mean. So clear. What do I mean by clear? Let's be clear in our communication. We really have to take know and take the ownership of our own needs. Most of the time, like I said before, we think that the other party should read our mind and they should know what we're looking for. But that's not true. How are they going to know what we need? They don't live in our heads. Who lives in our head? Us, right? So we really need to know and take ownership of our own needs. And how can we take ownership of our own needs? We really need to identify what do I really want and need before I communicate with another person. So recap, to be clear, what do I need? I need to know and take ownership of my needs and I need to identify what do I really want and need before I communicate with another person. So that's number one, be clear. Number two, be concise. What do I mean by be concise? We really need to keep our requests simple and to the point. No fluffing, no adding here and there. We call it masalas in Indian culture. No spices needs to be added. And to be honest, you know that saying, the less is more? Yes, it goes here too. The less wordy it is, the better it is. So, and you know, we don't need to get caught up in the story. So communicate the issue directly without being emotional or, or adding fluffs. So just be simple and to the point. So that was number two, be concise. Number three, provide a compelling request. What does this mean? So after communicating, you know, our requested change or whatever conversation, Provide the person with the suggested solution. 
because when we focus on problem, the problem goes bigger. We need to be focusing on solution. So if there is a problem, communicate the request of change and also be ready with the solution. So this needs a lot of reflection before just going and talking to someone, right? We really need to provide a compelling request to others so that we're communicating. This is not a place of arguments, right? It's a place for discussion. It's a place for communication. So that's what I mean by number three, provide a compelling request. Now, number four, be curious. This is, my friend, is the very, very, very important part of our, our communication. We really need to be curious like a scientist, right? Like a kid. Kids are very curious because when we're not curious, what do we do? We assume a lot of things. We really need to put our assumptions on the side and listen to other people's or other person's feedback, right? So being curious means listening to what the other person needs or what they are saying or, you know, what their objectives are. We need to make an attempt to understand the other person. And most of the time, we're so eager to reply right? That's why we listen. We listen to reply or we never, we're never there to listen, to respond and, you know, understand other person's need. So that's what I mean by curious. We need to put our assumptions on the side, be curious, listen to other people's needs and their, what their objectives are and understand them and understand their attempts and listen to their feedback. So that was number four. Number five, be compassionate. An important, important, if I may call it a skill or emotion or the value that we really need to embody in our life, being compassionate, right? We all need to understand that we're all part of the universe. We're all unique. We're all similar. We all came from the energy and we're all going back to the energy. It's all about the oneness. And so we really need to be compassionate with each other. If you want an effective, transformative communication, then this is the place where it starts from. It starts from a place of compassion. We need to recognize when our, when our partner or other person, you know, or the family, friends, whoever it is, when they are communicating with us, we need to be aware of our, our emotions and not just act from a place of judgment, rather act from compassion, right? Because when we act from a compassion and not from the psychologically flooded emotions, then the, the communication goes the way you really desire, right? So this is what I mean by compassionate. So again, recap, five C's. Be clear means knowing and taking ownership of our own needs and we need to identify what do we really want and need before we communicate to the other person. Number two, be concise. Keeping our requests simple and to the point, the less wordy, the better it is. We don't need to get caught up in the story. Rather, we need to communicate issue directly without adding any fluffs or emotions. Number three, providing a compelling request. Once we communicate the request for change, we need to provide the solution, suggest a solution as well. We need to be 
solution focused and not problem focused. Number four, being curious. We need to put our assumptions aside and listen to other person's feedback. We need to listen to what other person's needs are and what their objectives are and make a genuine attempt to understand the other person. And number five, be compassionate. For an effective, transformative communication, we have to be compassionate. We need to keep our psychologically flooded emotions and the mess and the fluff aside when we're in the conversation with the other party and act from a place of compassion and not a judgment. So I really want to add an example from a parent and a child relationship perspective. Now, let's say, for example, the screen time, right? That's like a, that's like a famous needs that our parents need. The screen times has gone up. So let's say I don't want my, my kid to watch, you know, too much TV. I need to create a concise, I need to reflect on it. What can I do? First of all, I need to be clear with my needs. What do I want? I want my kid to, you know, watch less TV. Okay, now I know. What do I really want? Now, second, be concise. Instead of adding, oh, you're watching too much TV, you could have whatever, blah, 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 blah. We have some, sorry for my blobbering, but... We add up so many stories. Oh, you, you watched five hours the other day. Oh, you watched three hours this week. You know, we need to be concise when we're communicating and we don't need to add up all the past stories. So that's the second one. And then compelling requests. So if I want my son to watch less, you know, less hours of TV, what is my solution? What can I, what can I put on, on the table? Instead of me focusing on too much TV, what can I put as a solution? Okay, let's negotiate. We watch one hour of TV a day, you know, your favorite show or whatever. So we need to come up with a plan and we need to be curious. We need to understand what our kids need because most of the time when kids wants to watch a movie, it's not because they want, they like that show. It's because they are lacking that connection with parent or with someone in the house. They don't have anything else to do. They are they want to do something, but they don't know what to do because we're never, I mean, I shouldn't say we're never there, but we need to provide that environment so that kids won't go to TV. So have some activities ready for them to work on or, you know, the paints or the potteries or whatever you, you really want. Listen to their needs. And that's the most of the time the needs are. It's needs to connect. And when we're not there for them to connect with, they connect with the TV show. and. Foremost, we really need to be compassionate. We, we need to stop being, you know, judgy all the time that, oh, he, he just, you know, he or she just always wants to watch TV, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's in the show and the TVs, you know, the shows are not appropriate, age appropriate, whatnot. We need to come up with a concrete plan. Like, for example, what I did with my son when I wanted him to minimize his screen time, we really sat down and we worked with our plan. Okay, we only watch one hour TV every day of, you know, your choice. And sometimes we on Fridays, we have, we have family time where the fun family time when, when we, if he wants to watch a movie, then we'll choose, we'll tune into the movies. But we have this whole plan. Okay, this is the schedule. This is the time for you to watch TV. What am I going to do after school? Okay, 
you're going to listen to this podcast, would you like to listen to this podcast? Or would you like to do this activity and lay out the plan on Sunday for the entire week? That's what I do with my son. Like we literally plan out, okay, Mondays, this, Tuesdays, this, Wednesdays, this, or you're going to work on the painting, you know, for example. So we need to schedule these things for it because kids don't know it's, it's better for them while they're, you know, in, in that development phase to guide them. And if we don't guide, then of course, they're going to end up watching TV because they don't have anything else to do, right? They didn't get the proper guidance from you. So let's be effective in our communication with our kids, with our partners, with our friends, with our family, and rise as joyful beings like always. Thanks for listening to Race to Rise podcast. We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. Please let me know you have listened to this episode and fill me with your aha moment. Share it on Instagram, tag me with hashtag Race to Rise or at Race to Rise and I would love to share those to my stories and shout you out there. I would also love if you can subscribe, rate and review the podcast. It's our brand new podcast launch and we have some bonus giveaways going on for the top raters and reviewers. Also, I would love to send you my seven-day parenting journal absolutely for free. All you got to do is leave me a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot, and email it over at racetorisepodcast at gmail.com. Again, take a screenshot of the review and email me at racetorisepodcast at gmail.com, and I will send you the seven-day parenting journal absolutely for free. Thank you so much for being the active listener of this podcast. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for raising your consciousness and rising as joyful beings. That's it for this week's episode of Race to Rise. Be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com and join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mithal Patel wishing you happy raising and rising.